on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. If you're anything like myself and you're trying to keep your face together and make sure that it doesn't look like, you know, a bunch of crunch, I, des- I definitely suggest uh, the Bevel items to you. So make sure that you go over to getbevel.com today and use code THEREAD to get 20% off your first month. That's getbevel.com. Let them know we sent you and let's start the show. And here we go again. Another Thursday of this shit. Or Wednesday for us. <laughs> and around, around, and around, around, and around, around we go. Haven't you sung that on the show before? I'm pr- yes, I'm actually certain that I sang that on the show before. I can't remember if I can just hear it in my head or if you actually did it while we were in the studio. Yes, I did. I I'll remember be glad doing when you it. bring back your musical moments. They're my fave. Well, hey, in that case, I'm Kim Parker. <laughs> okay, and I'll be Dorinda Clark Cole. <laughs> and this is the read. <laughs> just because I was feeling real gospelish all day. Well, you know, amen. Sometimes you just need, like, a Jesus playlist just to get you through. Absolutely, because he's worthy. Amen. Ain't that it? So, Black Excellence this week. Hallelujah. Um, I actually am going to do two. First is uh, 20-year-old Joelle Jones from Inkster, Michigan, um, who recently became the youngest city councilman that the city has ever had at 20 years old. He's a student at University of Michigan, Dearborn. He is a political science and finance dual major and plans to graduate in 2017 with the rest of his students. He's the first politician in his family, and he's also awesome. And he's only 20. 20 years old. Youngest city councilman in their history. That really makes you wonder who else was running for this boy. So y'all just had no options then for a 20-year-old, what, a college sophomore, junior? Okay, cool. Or maybe he ran an excellent campaign and he's awesome. Shout out to him. And has, you know, initiative and drive. And, you know, ladies, look out for him. And that's the one you want to talk to at school, not the one sitting outside on top of an Impala because he doesn't go to class. (laughs) Not the one in the union all day with the bras, eating cheese fries and hitting on the freshmen. So also, honor to... uh, 21-year-old Tomatrice Collins of Macon, Georgia, who delivered a baby on Thursday, November 12th. But while she was in labor, she also decided to take her college psychology test because it was the only day that she could take the test. 
And she decided that if she was not in too much pain, that she would take it. She really, really wanted to pass. It was important to her. The test was two hours long. She finished it in an hour and 30. Wow. Um, Her sister took a photo of her in the hospital bed in full-on labor. (laughs) Contractions three minutes apart. Damn! And she still took and passed her psychology exam. Work the fuck out, young lady. And she delivered... A what a seven pound ten ounce baby girl named Tyler Elise. So damn good for you, girl. That's you a know, good sized baby too. Prior, <laughs> and you fighting through labor and on blackboard at the same time. Like I will get this submitted. I don't give a fuck. Just I'm, I don't care. I'm having a baby. It don't matter. I love that. And she wanted to get out of the way so she could enjoy her newborn. She said so. Mm. Awesome. That is so dope. Congratulations to you because it wouldn't have been me. I sure would have emailed the professor like, girl, so guess what? For the next six weeks, don't ask me for shit. Um, I'm actually pushing a living human being out of my uh, uterus. So mm-hmm. yeah, not going to do it. And the vagina is a small, I mean, it stretches, but it's a small place. So I'm in a great deal of pain and I just want whatever you need. Don't ask. I don't, the semester's over. I don't That's care. psychology <laughs> for you. Well, congrats to her. I'm sure she'll do way better than I did in life, so. Hot topics. Mm, fun. Oh, God. So let's do a quick recap of last week. Trick Daddy was on The Breakfast Club, which was a blessing to me um, as a fan of hip-hop, life, um, ghetto behavior, hood history. Okay. Um, as a Miami, Florida native, um, a 305 connoisseur. <laughs> You know, it was just um, amazing for me because mm-hmm. Trick Daddy's an icon, right? Um, he had a lot of uh, fantastic and fascinating things to say on here. We discussed uh, Boonk. Uh, we talked about we not taking medicine for you know diseases that require it. <laughs> Um, just medicating yourself with the liquor store instead. How that's really not the best idea. He also said. Um, that what four out of five rappers today sound like future three out of five of them look like young thug and quote, the line? i just don't see a dude calling himself a thug or calling himself a killer when if he pulls his pants up you can see his shape now <laughs> also part-time comedian i mean i just feel like Woo! we have to recognize that trick daddy is you know important <laughs> no fuck y'all that was funny that was hilarious he said, you these niggas got body. Why? You ain't no fucking thug. Nigga, shut up. Oh, curvy ass nigga. So oh, tight pants for an ass nigga. Young Thug heard the interview and said, uh, I'm just going to read this as it's typed. Oh, so it's not in human English then. We've already discussed that Young Thug is not human and does not speak English. Okay. All right. Um, it says, Dear Trick Daddy, a bunch of laughing emojis. <laughs> Good, because I laughed too. And there's an ellipses in between them, but there's only two dots. Now, I feel like I'm going to stop here just to let you guys know 
how an ellipsis <laughs> works. It's three dots, three periods, full stops, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Three of them. It's not two. It's not four. It's not six. Mm-mm. You know, sometimes you can get real dramatic with it if you want to be real, real shady. You can extend the ellipsis. Yes. But you cannot shorten it. it. That's not. Because then it's just two periods. It looks like a mistype. It looks like you just fucked up and you didn't. You just mashed the button twice. That's not an ellipsis. So it says, Mr. Hashtag trick trick. Drop your old pussy ass outside a club. Uh-oh. Punked your teeth out and is still breathing. Old pussy, freeze me. Well, first of all, Trick Trick is a rapper from Detroit, and I'm tired of y'all saying Trick Trick when you mean Trick Daddy. And secondly, <laughs> have you lost your mind, young lady? No, he didn't. Was this on Instagram? This is on Twitter. Mm, okay. Then he says again. Hashtag Breakfast Club is the devil. <laughs> devil is spelled capital D, capital E, capital V, capital A, lowercase A, A, capital L. Deval. So I get um I don't know if he was uh referencing Duval in Florida where Trick Daddy's from. Right, I don't know if like he thinks Duval that he County? lives there or he's talking about Lil Duval, the comedian. I don't know what this is. Um, then there's an ellipsis with four dots this time. Okay. So he meant it. And then a space. Also not how it works. I'm going to do them like Juwop did them if they call me though. Four dots. So it's safe to say that Young Thug was not laughing when he watched this interview. Now. That's too bad because I definitely found that quote hilarious. I took so many jokes from that entire experience and not even just about Young Thug mm-hmm. just in general I thought that it was quite entertaining um, this language he used to describe Trick Daddy though like I'm confused sir I don't know what that means who do you think you are though I'm like, not even trying girl okay so I just want to um, again as a Miami Florida native I want to express to Young Thug and anyone else out there who has got the game fucked up that those aren't the problems that you want or need in Mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. I just feel like maybe Trick has been um, (laughs) MIA, no pun intended, for quite a bit and maybe a few of y'all have forgotten. And we're going to get to you new girls and new fans later. Uh But... It's very important. I feel like Young Thug should know that when you go to Miami, as most of you rap niggas like to do, to go and party and go to King of Diamonds and uh, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, Lord, I didn't forgot the fucking Wet Willies <laughs> News Cafe, wherever the fuck y'all go, Ocean Drive. I feel like you have to keep in mind that Zoe Pound exists. They don't play those games. They are affiliated. Like, I just, you're not going to be able to outrun the goons when you have on a shirt from strawberry and victoria's secret pink you know suede (laughs) track pants and a k-swiss sneaker with pink stripes it's just gonna be difficult and a scrunchie to hold up your blonde dreads it's just not it's not conducive to like a getaway it's not gonna (laughs) work nothing is threatening about young thug either it's like really little nigga sit down i just don't even okay all right you were invited and now you can go home. He's kind of like the black Iggy Azalea's like where wow. like every every time somebody say something about him, he has to say something back, you know. And I mean, maybe it's because Shrek Daddy is an icon and a legend. And so you felt like, you know, 
hurt because of who he is or whatever. I don't know. But or maybe again, you just mad because he got a good joke on your ass because that was, was good. <laughs> it was excellent. Every time I think about it, I'm going to laugh like the next few days. And like I've said, wear what you want. You know, mm-hmm. wear be whatever free. you want. If you want to be dressed like, you know, Puffy's mama wherever you come out on stage or like uh, Kimora Lee Simmons, then that's your business. But um, you can't expect (laughs) that people aren't going to joke about it. It's funny. Like, laugh with them. If you, I mean, girl, what? Or don't, but just watch what you say and who you say it about. Because some people will take it past Twitter and Instagram and all this other little bullshit. Now, it judges is what it is. But okay, you just go on back to being... All up Lil Wayne's ass and doing whatever the fuck it is you do. You enjoy that. So there was a rumor that uh, Beyonce approached Adele to uh, collaborate on a duet or something. Mm -hmm. And Adele turned her down for no apparent reason. Just not wanting to work with Beyonce, I guess. (laughs) Because... Just no, Beyonce. Who? I don't know. What? Beyonce. Who's this bitch? Who do you think you are? Tell her to call my agent. Girl, I don't know. My people. Your people. So... I paved the rumor in my mind because I couldn't. I mean, Same. I feel like Adele has been very clear about standing for Beyonce. I think that Beyonce has been very clear about standing for Adele. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't understand how some bullshit like that. I mean, y'all just be bored. Fine. <laughs> right. Y'all just be bored. Um. So Adele apparently uh, was on Beats 1. She was. With Zane Lowe and said... There's a rumor going around that I turned Beyonce down, which I would never be so disrespectful <laughs> as to do. Yes, Lord God. <laughs> I never disrespect her like that. Obviously, like Queen Bee till the day I die. Yes, that is exactly what she said. I was lucky enough to be at work today talking into that Adele interview, and I got to hear like parts of it before it aired. And so I heard that whole, I don't know where y'all got that Beyonce shit from, but stop lying on me. And I was like, that's right, Adele. Clear it the fuck up. I don't even know why y'all tried that she loves Beyonce. Every time they ask her about Beyonce, she's like, oh, when I met her, I just started shaking and crying, and I lost my mind, and I just started spitting everywhere, and I just lost total control of my bodily functions like she is a stand. so y'all Stop thought this. that she sold a hundred billion copies <laughs> and was like man fuck that bitch Absolutely. I'm out here <laughs> like and she when she said it to Zane she actually sounded like offended that people would make that right. up she was just like are you it's Beyonce till I die like please I choose Beyonce over me and she is a musical titan she like is. Adele is unfuckwithable so out here and she's just like what you're not gonna do <laughs> is have blue out here looking for me right. because i don't need no problem with that little carter girl i've met her and she'll fuck around so keep my name out your bullshit hell no i didn't turn beyonce down i wish beyonce please beyonce please blue text her and was like do you see this bullshit <laughs> i love how we just assume blue ivy is basically like the henchwoman of that family and she's just coming to fuck with everybody don't i mean you don't know they've it. already got Julius, I do. They already he have handles the physical the threats. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Blue just kind of has the attitude of no us. <laughs> like what you're not going to do is Ooh. play a game out here. 
understand that my dress is Dior. Understand that, you know, this fucking Halloween costume is custom made. Get into my ring pop. Hit your marks. Right. Don't play with me. And her personalized custom blend ponytail, please. Y'all wish y'all could blend y'all's weave like blue eyes. Y'all really do, though. That little girl is ghost. Woo, lying on her mama, talking about she asked Adele to be on the album. And Adele said, no, please, you bitches, stop this. So it can't just be two extremely successful women who love each other's music and support each other. It can't just be that. It always has to be some mess. I don't get it. Trash. So a Wookiee by the name of Lanithia Leaks was on <laughs> The View yesterday. Um, <laughs> Nini is going to be on Broadway again in a new production of Chicago, or I guess I shouldn't say new since I don't think that ever, I think Chicago's always on Broadway. Well, I mean, but it's, oh, shit, I don't they know. They're probably breaks? not changing anything, um, like, significantly. Who is she playing, though? Mama? Mama Moyne. Oh, my God. Wait, can Nini sing? How does she still, how does she keep getting jobs on Broadway? I. She's probably so cheap. I bet she is so, <laughs> honestly, I bet she's so cheap. I bet she's at least $5,000, like, cheaper than every other person in that company. Has like, to be. look, <laughs> we'll get you some Boston Market. <laughs> All the bread you can eat. Fill out this rider right here. Don't go past $60. We'll get you some Poland Spring for your dressing room. <laughs> and don't try it, because you can leave. <laughs> like... <laughs> We don't need you. And we really, it just, listen, this is really a budget issue. We didn't ask for you, so you can be replaced. Remember that. So she was on The View, which still happens for whatever reason. Even though we've asked. So many times. But on The View, they asked her, you know, several boring things about her life. Like, you know, why did you leave the housewives? And she said, oh, you know, I just feel like everyone's ganging up on me. Like, you know, Raven, they gang up on you on here. Like, you know what it feels like. Like, I just feel like everybody gangs up on me. And they just like, it's not fair. They asked her about why she divorced Greg. And she said, you know, I had to teach him a lesson, um, which is not to cross what? me. And then she said, like, I watched the little six minutes on uh, YouTube. She said that, you know, I don't know what Oprah and these or the rest of these people be talking about. I love being married. I love being a bride. I love being, I feel like it's great. I love companionship. I love, Oprah has Gale, a waterfall. She has a river of koi fish. The bitch has like 18 goddamn dogs that look like Lady from the fucking Tramp movie. She has Stedman when she feels like being around a nigga. Mm -hmm. She has her whole entire home. She has an enchanted fucking forest in the back where she rides around on fucking horses and minotaurs and shit. Like the bitch like, because she has all the companionship that she fucking needs. And Weight Watchers money. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Oh, girl. Let's all also talk about Shonda Rhimes, who is an, a queen who owns a night of television, who also was like, you know, I just don't need to be married. I just mm-hmm. don't. It's not my thing. Right. I feel like everybody's got their thing, and it's just not for me. I got kids. You know, I've got a great family. Um, I have all of the money in the world. Yep. I have a very comfortable bed. Mm-hmm. And I have all of your attention. 
every <laughs> Thursday evening. That's right. All the companionship I need. owns Thursdays. And so maybe NeNe don't understand how Oprah and Shonda Rhimes can just not be married because she don't understand the level of success that Oprah or Shonda Rhimes has experienced. Without a man. <laughs> because they have created their own own shit not off the backs of anybody else oprah has an orchard bitch and it's so fucking big that she calls it a harvest when she goes out there this bitch harvests from her backyard and you think y'all are on the same level are you fucking kidding she has a staff that's only job description is to pick fruit they have green shirts and they say like Oprah's orchard on the back. Do not compare your love life to Oprah's love life. Do not compare your level of happiness with Shonda Rhimes' level of happiness. Like y'all are on, it's totally different galaxies as far as success and talent are concerned. So maybe you just don't need to worry about why other people are happy in their non-marriages. It's not really your business anyway. They asked her about this new house that she bought that was on TMZ or wherever the fuck else that cost however million. And they showed photos of the house. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Whoopi asked why. The- First of all, when she was introduced, <laughs> they said, joining us today for Hot Topics, uh, because, you know, she always has something to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Whoopi said. Well, so I was like, y'all are going to shade this bitch before she even steps foot on the stage. What is she going to do? Come out and cuss at Whoopi, girl. All right. So... Make sure photos was at the house and Whoopi says, Where's the furniture, Nene? What? Why is there no furniture in, in the house? Why are there no pictures oh. of the furniture? She was like, Oh, well, you know, we we chose to to use photos from when we first moved into the house instead of now. And uh <laughs> Joy was like, So you're showing the house, but you're not showing what it looks. what's inside of it there's a picture of you in the kitchen but there's no picture of any furniture she's like oh well for security reasons for security reasons we can't see the layout of your mcmansion <laughs> so why even have photos of the goddamn house if you why are they even here what's the point then and what do you mean from when we first moved in moving in implies moving in furniture it doesn't just mean moving your body in if you meant oh this is from when we signed the paperwork or this is when we bought the house then fine but there's no point in showing them pictures who cares so clearly you know the shade was on full force Mm -hmm. um and she tweeted later just sat with a bunch of mean girls turning up their noses (laughs) looking you up and down as if you don't belong the hate was so real (laughs) and sad (laughs) well okay never mind now, this is why I can't deal with Optimus Prime, because she is like the definition of new money nigga. Yeah. And new money nigga is like a person who um, acquires a certain amount of money and, you know, a certain amount of visibility and fame and starts to behave. Because when Nene was first on The Real Housewives, I loved her. I thought that she was so funny and relatable. She reminded me of so many black aunts. I that, remember like, you feeling that you way. You know, like put neck bones in their greens and all kinds of stuff. And I was just like, oh, she is funny. Then she got on that show with uh, Donald Trump, came back to the fucking season and was talking about, I just deposited a check, a Trump check. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, you deposited an NBC Universal check. You didn't deposit a Donald Trump. Just how whoever hosts the show now 
will not be deposited. It's NBC that's paying you. That's what are true. you? What are you talking about? It was just all of this attitude, and then all of these just dramatic, ridiculous wigs, and all of this just like foolishness, and talking to everybody else on the show like they were beneath her now because she was on Donald Trump's show. She played herself on that fucking Ryan Murphy show, and all of this other stuff. And that's when it was just like, okay, yeah, congratulations, but tone down just a bit like you don't have to be so stank so I find it funny now that she went on this show with people who have homes with furniture in it (laughs) and was like so where's your where's your love seat can we see a cabinet bitch is there a a a mini but what do you have like what's in here and then it was oh everybody is so mean to me okay how or do you mean like the same meanness that you showed towards those girls on the reality show when you thought you was getting put on so you were better than them and then all of a sudden you find yourself on set with a bunch of women who may be stupid but at least have their own careers that they built up off their own names and talent and you feel like they discriminate against you oh doesn't feel nice oh you're feeling hurt I mean you very rich right so I guess you need to pack up the emotions and take your ass on home somewhere and you are seven foot five <laughs> and your shoulders are as broad as this goddamn couch in here. So if you. you're that man, bitch, fight then. Your feelings wasn't hurt enough to stop you from posting on Instagram and cropping raving out. Right. Now. Talking about, I don't care what anybody thinks of me at this point. I'm just that girl. You're not that girl, You're bitch. a grandmother. You're a grandma. You are somebody's me-ma. Stop this. She is like 56 years old. You are not that girl. Stop thinking you're Kris Jenner. You are not Kris Jenner. Let's talk about patty pies. Ooh, you niggas have been showing out. <laughs> Y'all have been show. I think they're sold out nationwide. Like, just you can't find one at all in any Walmart in America. Because when you've been blessed, it's all thanks to this young man and his his YouTube or so, whatever he was on. A young man by the name of James Wright Chanel. Probably the house of Chanel. I was going to say. I'm guessing. Chanel, you know. Anytime a gay man has a luxury brand in his name, you could almost be 100% sure. that's not his name. <laughs> right. Um, so he posted a video. Apparently, Patty LaBelle has had pies, like sweet potato pies at Walmart for a minute. Has she? I think they've been out for a while. I actually don't know how long, but they were, they're definitely not too too new she got barbecue sauce and spices and shit right <gasps> really i think so patty got yeah i think for a while now but okay so real quick i don't know if everyone knows this about me but i love Patty labelle i've loved her forever um i love her music i love her shade i love everything about her she's an icon she's a legend she's all of the above but one of the things that um living it up One of the things that I have always loved about Patty is that it's just very clear that she cooks down. Yes. And, you know, food is very important to me. I'm at a life right, I'm point in my life right now where food is um, uh, trying me or my body is trying me. (laughs) After all the love you've given food over these years. discussed, you know, I am dealing with IBSC, which. If you don't know what it means, it just means that your brain and your stomach are beefing on like some Vivica Fox 50 Cent shit. So it's just kind of like right now, um, that's what I'm dealing with. So it's really rough. Pray for me. Um, But either way, she has sweet potato pies at Walmart. James Wright Schnell decided to do a review on YouTube of the pie. He took one bite 
and broke into song. Not just any song. Not just any song. <laughs> if only this is so black. You knew, and when he's, I'm saying he sounded. Do white people just, know Patti Labelle? I mean, I know they know the name, but do they know her music like we do? I, they probably don't know her music like we do, but they know that song. They have to. They have to. They have to know that. I mean, I'm sure there is some shit that we could say that, you know, but I mean, like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do white people, white people know Destiny's Child. Do they know Hey Ladies? Well, <laughs> well, shit, it's a whole lot of people don't know Hey Ladies or a bunch of the songs off of Destiny's Child's first album because a lot of y'all are brand new fans who don't really know the histories of these people you claim are your faves. But anyway, we don't have to get into that. Um. So yes, he sang this. The video was fucking hilarious. It was so cute, and it went viral almost instantly. And the, it kind of rose attention to the fact that Patty Labelle has pies that you can buy at Wally World. Mm-hmm. So folks were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and you know, most WalMarts are like twenty four hours. Yeah. So they yeah. were just like, "It's three p.m. I mean, it's three a.m. I'm going to go get a Patty pie." Um, also, Patty, I feel like you should just call them Patty Pies yeah. from now on. Who even cares what they're really called? Just Patty Pie. It, it, it was so cute. Um, so, like, I just remember, I didn't even see the video first. I just hopped on Twitter and saw everyone talking about Patty Pies, taking the pie out of the box and putting it in the <laughs> oven and warming it up and scooping a little bluebell and putting it on top wow. and adding whipped cream. <laughs> like, a few of you are definitely going to have to go to the doctor. <laughs> And just make sure that your levels are okay. But turn up that store bought pie. Um, apparently a lot of folks like them. I haven't had one. There's mm-hmm. an, oh, there's one Walmart here, I think, and it's in Queens. It's in Queens, and so no, please. And I'm, I'm sure out. it's sold out by now. Anyway, even if I did want to trek to Queens for it, so I'm not um, gonna be able to do that. But I've heard everything I've heard from people back home is that it is okay. When it's cold, but do not warm it up. It gets very nasty, and it has a weird, like, chemical kind of aftertaste, and it's just like a funny taste in your mouth. But the pie is three dollars and ninety-seven cents, so that's what I expect. McDonald's, McDonald's, Walmart, same thing. Walmart is not gonna mass produce no three million pies to go across the country and make sure y'all get real butter and no preservatives. And well, I heard that Patty said if you think that she's making those pies individually herself then you must also think that Ronald is in the back flipping burgers <laughs> and Wendy's and that motherfucker salt and fries. You must! Now, I don't know if somebody made that up. It's very likely that she didn't actually say that, but it does sound like something that Patti LaBelle would say. And if Patti LaBelle did make you a pie, rest assured it would not be $4 at your local Walmart. It just wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that they're all right. Like, I'm sure that they're pretty good. If I decided that for whatever reason, I just wanted a sweet potato pie and I wanted one from a store. Then maybe I would try Patty's because, again, I feel like Patty puts her whole foot like mm-hmm. up to the knee, like Mary J. Blige style, like all the way into her food, right. all of her cooking. And I feel so, certain about that. You know, I feel like they might be okay, but it's very likely that she has like her own sweet potato pie recipe that she gave to Walmart or whoever these uh, producers, whatever the factories and stuff. And they were like, this is great. We're also going to add um, a whole bunch of chemicals to this and a whole bunch of other shit and plutonium so that we can sell <laughs> thousands of them. 
So I just don't, you know. Right, because a real pie is going to go bad within a few days, maybe a week at the most. Then Walmart pie has been sitting out. I mean, they were probably produced before Thanksgiving, and y'all are just now eating, or before Halloween, and y'all are just now eating that shit. You have to know somebody who makes a sweet potato pie at home that's going to taste better. And not because it's patty, but because it's store-bought. Or homemade. Right? Like, because I'm saying not it would taste it, oh. better than Patty's Pie. Not because it's Patty's Pie, but because it's store-bought pie. Patty's Pie is probably the best sweet potato pie that you can go get in At a store. a store. I would believe that. But it's Thanksgiving. I'm not eating fake pie. I'm not eating this processed shit. What's in this crust? I'm not eating that. I'm not. No. I'm going to the store, and I'm getting me some fucking sweet potatoes, and I'm making some pies. I'm not. It's a holiday. Like, maybe if they sold them randomly throughout the year, and you just had a craving for a sweet potato pie and didn't want to roll out the crust and all that then I could see it but I'm not doing wanna, that to my family and friends on Thanksgiving I just want to see I want to taste it just to know if it's better than the sweet potato pies that I make because I don't even like sweet potato pie but I have never had a complaint from the ones that I've made so. I didn't like them as kids and now I'm like obsessed it's like my favorite pie but never liked they're not even that hard to make so I would really su- just suggest y'all take that four dollars and put it towards some ingredients and just make you two pies at home and they will keep better it tastes better reheated. Just don't do this to yourself. You know, but Patty, I love you. And it's congratulations. It's not about Patty. It's about the mass-produced factory product. I mean, it just is what it is. So, Ronda Rousey got her ass kicked. <laughs> um, I heard they're calling her Ronda Lousy now. Which, you know, that's unkind. I mean, Ronda Lousy, that's kind of, that's almost too easy. You got to come up with something better than that. Rhonda roundabout kick to the face that's a good one see and that just came right up Rhonda roll your ass out the way (laughs) (laughs) um Rhonda's problem is that she was talking shit I wouldn't even feel a way about this story if she hadn't put up that Instagram post talking all that shit about that girl. So I didn't even see that. Honestly, I just heard about Ronda Rousey for the first time earlier this year and it was because I feel like she may have been on the cover of a magazine or something. And I was like, oh, she's like an undefeated MMA fighter. And I love MMA, UFC, boxing has always been like the sport that I will watch because it just involves fighting and I'm ghetto. And so I guess (laughs) that's why I enjoy these things. Yeah, I'm Um, not really into boxing. That fight was rough, though. (laughs) The bitch turned purple, blue, black, red. Somewhere over the rainbow. She got her ass beat. Like, and for someone who, like, wouldn't touch gloves and was just, you know, has uh, been bragging about being undefeated and doing all of this extra. I heard that she said she wanted to fight Floyd Mayweather and I wanted her to mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. I'm just thinking, all right. So then this woman, Holly Holm, who um, is a boxing champ, I think, and has a background in MMA, dives in the ring with Rhonda, and (laughs) Rhonda dove to the ground. (laughs) And I think the second round... Woo! And she whooped that ass. She beat her ass to the point where it was almost like, Holly! Holly, that's enough! (laughs) Jesus! Somebody get her! Like... It was when Drake dropped back to back, and we were all like, "Drake, don't do the third one." Yeah, don't it was kind it. of like that. It was like, "It's you, you've we won. Get it. Yes. You have you won the fight. Stop the bleeding." Um, 
So I heard uh, Rhonda had to be taken to the hospital. She's like on medical suspension for six months. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's when a bitch beat your ass, nigga. She got her ass. You had to kicked. be hospitalized. And the fucked up part about it is that I haven't really seen many people who feel bad for her. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's kind of like, well, or like laughing. They have this meme with Simba crying over her body, which, you know, emotionally, you know, it bothers me. It takes me there, yeah. Um, Lady Gaga posted a photo of her face being bludgeoned by that foot. And the caption said, that's what you get for not touching Clark. It is. You are such a bitch. Layla Ali was stopped um, by the Paps in the airport. And she actually said that she feels like a fighter has the right to not touch gloves if they don't want to. That's up to them. She said she's had times where she doesn't touch gloves, but that's not Rhonda's. But she was like, I don't even want to talk about her because there is so much that because I don't even know where to start. But she says, I didn't see. <laughs> I just, there's I so many places surprised. to go. And she said, you are, I have to actually find the quote. Because she said something like, you're not the greatest fighter. Or you can't call yourself the greatest fighter when you get beat up like that in your prime. That's true. You can't. Not when you take an ass whooping like that, you can't. I think a lot of people were kind of glad about it because they don't like Rhonda for whatever reason. Because she talked, spoke up against Floyd Mayweather, which I love. Or because, you know, she's a woman with an attitude. She doesn't, like, try to make you like her. I thought, I mean, that's not the reason why I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because she posted this Instagram picture talking cash shit to this girl about how she was going to beat her ass and you a fucking dumbass preacher's kid ass bitch and you be talking your mouth and but you can't back it up. And But see, I thought that that was the whole point. Like, I felt like in most sports or whatever that involved fighting UFC boxing whatever I thought that it was kind of a part of the hype or whatever to do all of that because they always have them at like the press conference where they get weighed or whatever and then they'll stand in front of each other and then lots of times they'll fight at the goddamn press conference like I felt like the whole I thought like that was a part of the experience was for them to talk shit to each other and be like, bitch, I'm going to beat your ass. But I guess most people assumed that Rhonda was going to win because she's undefeated or whatever. Mm. And she did not. Well, my thing is don't talk shit unless you are 100% certain you can back it up. Because she said, you're getting your ass kicked tomorrow and I'm really going to enjoy the beating I give you. And it happened the literal exact other way. Like, just total reverse. Now, maybe it's part of boxing culture or whatever I don't know to talk shit to each other before the match but where I'm come from if you sit there and run your mouth about how you gonna do this and that and that and then you turn around and get your ass beat that's funny to everybody else just just what it is that's why I laughed at her ass talk shit get hit what did Layla Ali say did you find it or not um no but okay. I do remember that she said that if Rhonda had won nobody would have said anything about the gloves or you know that whole thing that's true But she also mentioned that people have to, like, if you are a fighter and you're a smart fighter, that you know what was going on in the ring and that you have to approach fights mentally, she said mentally and physically. So... In her mind, she's probably like, bitch, you was doing all that talking and not enough And not looking. actually getting ready. Not enough research. She under-mest- underestimated her opponent. A lot of people have that problem. My sooners had that problem when we played Texas. <sighs> 
the Saints had that problem when they played the Redskins, but it's okay. The point you cannot underestimate. There's a team that's so called the Redskins. Believe it or not, <laughs> in racist ass America, in Washington, D.C., actually. Nice. There's a team called the Washington Redskins, as in Indian people. Yes. Classic. So, but anyway. Okay. You can't underestimate the bitch you're going up against. You just cannot, because that preacher's kid whooped your ass. Well, that's about all I have for the hot topics on this particular week. I was going to do a Caitlyn Jenner story, but, you know, <laughs> why? I think you should. Is it about that dress she had on or something else? No, it's about um, the husband of a cop that died in uh, 9-11, who his wife received a Woman of the Year award from Glamour. The same award that they gave Caitlyn Jenner this year for, I guess, being uh, pretty in pictures. And so he sent the award back to Glamour. Like, y'all got the game fucked up. If this is how y'all measure women of years, then I'm not having this on my mantle for my late wife. Mm. Now, did he send it back because Caitlyn doesn't deserve the award or because he doesn't think Caitlyn is a woman? Well, okay, because that's it says, gonna... I was shocked and saddened to learn that Glamour has just named Bruce Jenner Woman well, of the Year. Well, there we go. That's your answer. That answers my question, but so then he's it a says, bigot. Was there no woman in America or the rest of the world more deserving than this man? Okay. Okay. So, see, so you had me because there are suddenly many women more deserving. Many, many women. And so, see, I just brought this. The only reason I even brought this story up, because I was going to skip it, is because I find myself being very, very sensitive to Caitlyn Jenner, although she's a complete doofus. And it's not because she's Caitlyn. And it's not even particular. It's because she's trans. And it's not just her, because Caitlyn has made it very clear that she has no idea what it's like for the average transgender person in the world. Mm -hmm. She has no idea what it's like from the perspective of like most people in the LGBT community. And I think that because she has so many uh, liberal people who are kind of like applauding her and being like, good job for you. She's kind of trying to like dance around the fact that she doesn't necessarily see it, although she is a part of the community. Right. And so, you know, like they had these women who uh, went out to, I don't she was speaking somewhere, like I think Chicago House or some someplace. And there was like a protest outside and they were saying that, you know, being a woman is more than just you know, heels and and dresses and trans people like us, you know, face this amount of unemployment and this amount of homelessness and all of this stuff. And I kind of like, I agree with so many of these feelings, but then I'm sensitive at the same time because I've always had like issue with transphobia because Okay, for instance, like, I used to say, and forgive me for saying the word, but I used to say tranny because I thought that it was, like, a shortened version of transgender. (laughs) Me too. Um, And when I was a kid, like, I was first exposed to trans women when I first started going to the club at, like, seven. I mean, like, you know, closely. When I first started going to the gay club at, like, 17, 18 years old, and, you know, I would be in there and kikiing and laughing with the girls that I would see every week, and they would tell me all about, you know, who they were talking to and all of these celeb niggas who would come into Miami that were their clients. (laughs) You know, they would teach me slang and all kinds of stuff, and so they would say it. 
Mm-hmm. And so I thought that it was just like a word. And then I don't think it was until this show or maybe a, a video or something where I said that. <laughs> and somebody on Tumblr or someone was like, didn't know Kid Fury was transphobic. And I was like, bitch, me neither. Like, <laughs> what, am I? <laughs> like, I didn't know that shit either. Right. And then I was, they explained to me why that's a slur. Mm-hmm. And I had to, you know, I did my research and I looked into the history of it and, you know, realized the meaning behind it and since then I don't say it and I feel like a lot of people still don't know that but I think more and more today I think it's kind of starting to be more like they don't care well I've just seen a lot of people uh, like high profile people who've said it not meaning anything and they don't know until somebody cusses their ass out but I think that people definitely know like the last episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta where they were talking about Portia's boyfriend and apparently there was some rumor that he was dating a transgender girl or something like that Mm -hmm. and then they showed a screenshot of the blog that was talking about it and in the the headline was the word and I was like so you mean to tell me gay ass Bravo that's the gayest (laughs) network on TV gayer than Logo with gay ass Andy Cohen producing this show that exploits gay culture and gay terminology you mean to tell me that nobody caught this and said oh let's just like let's blur the word out no but they was just like let's just put this on oh they didn't blur it out at all no it was their full circle right there wow Bravo on the same fucking show that they were using Amaya Scott to pimp out these fucking uh, viewers and promotion because they knew Nini wasn't coming back. I don't... That's trash. I don't get that. And I've always been, like, sensitive mostly because I feel like as a gay man, like, sexuality and gender identity are completely different things and we've talked about that before, but I feel like transgender people deal with a, a an amount of hate and oppression and scorn that mm-hmm. I can relate to but I can't because it's different. Like, I I can relate to it in the fact that I understand people being hateful towards you because of something that they just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And even your own people, like black, Latin, white, whatever. Right. You know, so I get it from that perspective and it bothers me and I feel like I'm ex- especially sensitive to that. Like, when we had the 305 Live party and there was a trans person there and she came to me and she was like, you know, I was trying to go to the bathroom and one of the security guards told me that, you know, I couldn't be in the bathroom there. And I had to get on the microphone and be like, bitch, oh, yeah, if you don't want to be here, I mean, if you have a problem with that, you can come see me about it and I'll cuss your ass out face to face. But we going to piss where we want to piss off in this bitch tonight. <laughs> you know, like I don't <laughs> I have like I feel like a sensitivity towards it because it's I don't know. It reminds me of certain challenges that we face as gay people but I feel like it's even harder because people still don't understand or accept that you can just be born Mm -hmm. attracted to the same gender you know what I mean it doesn't matter what you buy them no matter what they watch on TV doesn't matter who they hang around if they're gonna be gay they're gonna be gay if they're gonna be bi they're gonna be bi they're gonna be straight they're gonna be straight and so it's like people are refusing to accept the fact that you can be born with one body and have a brain that's a completely different gender than the one that you were assigned at birth and it's just like I don't understand I don't even with all this science even with all of the science from actual scientists who have studied and gone to school for 10,000 fucking years who have cracked skulls open and examined brains and used all kinds of chemicals that you ain't never heard of and said this is how this works and you're just like nope 
here I am I with my third grade ed- education and I just I disagree because it doesn't make sense to me I don't understand it I never have but I just my preacher said it was wrong and I'm pretty sure I saw that in the bible so no I don't like it and that's really how y'all act instead of thinking logically about it like if people could choose their sexuality then first of all you would have chosen yours and I'm pretty sure you can't recall doing that because you've just always been attracted to the opposite sex because that's just who you are. If you would just think about that, like, why would your brother... I'm thinking of Miles off of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood right now and how he had to talk to his two dumbass, super evangelical sisters about being gay. And they're like, I just don't understand why you're doing this because I don't believe it's not a choice. And, well, bitch, first of all, it's nobody's fault that you didn't complete high school science. And secondly, why would your brother be sitting here like in tears telling y'all this thing about himself and embarrassing himself and open himself up to being ridiculed and kicked out your family if he didn't just feel that way. Don't and you think he would just choose the, to not feel that way? And Jesus. then when they were on the breakfast club and they asked him about homeboy Milan Christopher's sex tape, the sister was the one in the background talking about, well, I saw it. And let me tell you, wow. it was him. Wow. So, so you, you watched your watched. brother's sex tape? You watch your brother's boyfriends or your brother's ex-boyfriend's sex tape. Gross. But you just don't under... Like, I don't... You so religious, but your mama had the three of y'all with two or three different men. And y'all... do, And you sitting up here using that very same Bible that would condemn her to condemn your brother. And it doesn't make sense. This is why people get mad at homophobic people and transphobic people because the way you feel defies logic. It defies science. And you are just holding on to your bigotry because it feels good. And I know you are because I used to be just like you and so you need to let that shit go just like I had to let that shit go when I found out TRA that word when I found out that was a slur I didn't stop using it because I was like oh damn really I thought it was just short you know for for transgender and then I was like oh well I don't really give a fuck I didn't know any trans people it didn't matter to my life I was just like oh well I don't give a damn and it took a few years of hearing from people repeatedly like that is a fucked up thing to say or do like just from people like on the internet it's not like a huge part of my vocabulary anyway but eventually you realize that what you're saying even if you don't mean it away it doesn't mean it's not affecting that other person that way and it's just easier to not be hateful and I don't even really have any trans friends like that it's not even really about that. It's just about human decency it and is. empathy and those types of things. Like one time on the show, I said transgendered and someone tweeted me and was like, you know, when you say it in like past tense, it kind of implies that that's something that we were and not someone that are people that we are. Mm. And I said, duly noted. And I, I don't never, do that. See, no. And I would have never thought of that. But when people point out to you, hey, your words mean something. And this is what this means. When you say it, you it's your choice whether you're going to change your language. But if they say something to you and it makes sense and it's not like it's going to hurt you to switch up your words and say something that's not offensive, then why not just do that? There are plenty of Christian people. I know several, several Christian people who read the exact same book that you do, go to church just like you do, or probably more often than you do, Mm -hmm. Bible study, pay their tithe, offering, all that kind of stuff. And they say, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't necessarily understand it. I may not even be interested in getting to understand it, but I don't have a heaven. I don't have a hell to place anybody in. I got to make sure that my bills are paid on time and that I have a ticket to those gates. So I just, (laughs) like, you know, live your life for you and God bless you and that's it. I'm not going to make you feel like you're less than or you don't deserve 
deserve to be respected because of who you are. That's it. If I don't understand something or understand some way about someone, what I typically do is I get on my good friend <laughs> Google and I start looking for information and then I decide how I feel about it. But more often than not, especially when I'm dealing with people who are already oppressed, if you say to me, hey, when you say this, it offends me or this bothers me, I make the decision to either stop doing it or to be like, oh, well. And if (laughs) you are finding that people who are being oppressed, killed, beaten, disadvantaged are telling you, this bothers me when you say nigger or when you try and touch my fucking hair or when you say this word and you just like, oh, well, I'm going to keep doing it. It says everything about you and nothing about them. It does. And if you don't feel like Googling to get the scientific answers, there are plenty of Facebook pages and Twitter feeds and Tumblr blogs that are full of first person interactions, just like 100% trans people, gay people telling how they feel, explaining things, talking about their lives, saying, you know, this is why this matters. And this is all you have to do is go look for them. All these social media sites have a search function where you can go read firsthand accounts from people and find out how they feel about any given subject if you want to know why it matters so much. But again, like... So when you're dealing with someone who's like a trans woman and you're calling her he or, you know, vice versa. Deliberately When you're misgendering someone on purpose, it's offensive and that makes you a bigot. And you cannot care if you want to. Just like on that white people documentary, when that white boy had the white privilege uh, club or whatever at school. Oh, yeah. And invited his racist ass parents to come down to the school. And his daddy was like, oh, I'm proud of him. And the man was like, does it change how you feel? And he was like, nope. But, you know. (laughs) Good for him. Right. So he just chooses to be racist he and does. that's how he is. And but the thing is when that someone feels good. When someone calls you racist, when someone calls you misogynistic, when someone calls you transphobic or homophobic, you better stand up in that shit and get a fucking shirt with that motherfucker embroidered on the front of it because that's who the fuck you are. So don't get offended when somebody calls you all of these things because that's who you are. Right. Period. That's straight up how you acting. Like, you don't give a fuck about anybody else's lived experience. You don't care about the words they're telling you. You don't care about the impact your words are having. You just care that you get to be the same old asshole that you've always been. All right, congratulations. Good for you. And niggas have the option of not fucking with you. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm done. All right, so fuck that guy for sending his award back. I thought he was sending it back because Caitlyn got it, and I was going to be like, you damn right. But, I thought, well, you know what? Your wife died trying to save lives right. on September 11th, and you probably feel like, how dare this bitch get this award <laughs> yes. just because she got on a black uh, a leather kitten heel. <laughs> And a fucking dress from BCBG. No, like you can keep this then. But you decided to shower yeah. all of that in bigotry and transphobia. And so for that, it's just kind of like cancels out the point that you almost had. Thanks so much. We were going to be able to make Kardashian jokes and you fucked it up. Oh, well. All right. So I guess that's it for the hot topics. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Hey guys, this episode is being brought to you by Credit Karma with the funny commercials and all. Listen, you need to get in tune with your credit score. It's one of the most important numbers in your life. It's going to follow you around. It's going to impact the things that you uh, want to buy and, you know, if you need a loan, want to get a house, a car, whatever. 
It's very, very important. And Credit Karma will make it extremely easy for you to stay on top of all that. There's no catch. They don't ask you for your credit card number. Everything on the site is free. And they show you your score without just sending you away. They break down all of the actions of how uh, things that have affected your score and things that you can do to improve. So make sure that you go over to Credit Karma. By texting READ to 89800. You can download the free Credit Karma app right now and get started. If you are super busy like we are, then you probably just do not have the time to be keeping up with every little in and out on your credit score. Credit Karma has an app, so you don't even need your computer to see your scores. You can definitely see them on the go. And they provide free credit monitoring alerts. So if something fishy comes up, you can check it out immediately and see if it's legit. Once again, text READ to 89800 to download the free Credit Karma app today. Kifiri and I have both used the service before and we really do love it. They mean it when they say free. So again, text READ to 89800. Download the free app and take a look at what could be the most important number in your life. That's right. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. All right, so we're back and it's time for listener letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktherita at gmail.com and we're going to start with an update. Remember the young lady who said that she is 23 and has never given head? Vaguely. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> yes, you do. Remember, because she had a boyfriend and a baby daddy, like she had done all this, but had. Oh, no, yeah. She was like, I don't. She was see like, it I don't. Suck dick. It's just not my thing. Don't ask. So she emailed us back and said, Well, for the first time in my 23 years of living, I fucking did it. I gave my daughter's father head on November 11th. <laughs> I love that you wrote it down. And right, I had it all planned entry. out. <laughs> How cute is this? Just to suck a dick. <laughs> to top it all off, he loved it. I could have told you. Girl, you would have really had to fuck up for him not to love it. But anyway, um, he loved it. And surprisingly, I loved it. <clears throat> really? When I first did it, I wanted to do it more and more and more. My friend asked if I regretted waiting this long, and no, I don't. I'm happy I waited. It was a trick for me to pull out my bag, and I performed oral sex on someone I'm totally in love with, and I loved every moment of it. I thought really long and hard about it, and I wanted to please him as much as he pleased me. Yay. I plan on working towards perfection, and I appreciate the guy, the advice you guys gave on the show. I love you very much. Love, V. So, all right, suck a dick and save a life. See, there you had no idea how much you would enjoy it. So, you just never know. Gotta try new things sometimes. Experience, except eating dirty ass. I won't be doing that ever. Mm -mm. Just can't. Oh my god, I just and especially considering Charlie. Are you talking about Charlie Sheen? We didn't talk about Charlie Sheen. We don't have to, okay, unless you want to do that for your reason. No, I just heard that he's into scat play. And that may have contributed to... Okay. I'm just saying. That's enough. But, you know, I saw Hollywood gossip and rumors. Anyway, our first letter this week comes from Marie Childs, who says, I've been with my boyfriend Julian for over a year now, and everything is going pretty well, except he's really weird about my relationships with other men. I've been close with my friend Lawrence for almost 10 years now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Briefly had a crush on him when we were in high school. And we had an even briefer fling after the crush, but it's been years. Julian knows about this and has been weird about my friendship, but doesn't feel weird about my friendships with women that I've slept with. <laughs> Julian and I are both openly queer, and I've had sex with two of my female best friends, and he feels no type of way about that. But Wait, the, so they're both? He's queer and she's queer, but he doesn't like the fact that she messes around with girls. But I, or he doesn't like the fact that she kissed another dude. 
Anyway, it says the moment he found out I kissed a male friend over three years ago, he immediately got jealous. Oh, my God. I'm getting so sick of his internalized misogyny and insecurity, but I've also spent a great year with him, teaching him the glories of intersectional feminism, Beyonce and Eden Pussy. We've been through a lot together in the last year, and I don't plan on breaking up with him. Outside of this major flaw, I really think I could settle down with him after college, but he doesn't trust men around me, and he has a deep fear I'll cheat on him with someone like Lawrence. See, my question is, how do I confront him about this? I'm naturally cold and bitchy when being upfront, and I don't want to make his insecurity worse. I know communication is key, and I'm that's worried what you got to do. Though. I'll be too harsh when it's really coming from a loving and concerned place. Thanks so much for the advice, man. Marie, fuck that. <laughs> just, just break that nigga's heart. Right? What? Come Crush on. it in your hand. He's mad. He. See, it's fucked up that he doesn't feel a way that you fuck with girls, but he feels a way about dudes. Which I don't know if you niggas realize this or not, <laughs> but for all of y'all who be fetishizing these uh, bisexual women who love to play with women and be in a relationship with you and you think that that's so sexy, oh, a stud will snatch your bitch up mm. much oh quicker than a nigga will. So I don't know Ooh. what, I mean, you clearly have the game fucked up. I don't know what kind of queer Julian mm. is. Maybe he does not know many lesbians. Queer. But, you know, I don't, you know, what? Girl, come on now. Like. A stuff would be like, look, I've got a home. It's clean, fully furnished. I got a car. You know, I will treat you well. I don't give a fuck about none of these niggas. I got a ring right here. I got a car I just seat in the back you. just in case you have a baby. Like, let's do this. I'm ready to be a family. I'm in love. <laughs> and that's all, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Your man is being so irrational, girl. Like, ugh. If you're going to date a person who is attracted to both sexes, then acknowledge that person is attracted to both and it may be you know that she made out with some girls or made out with some dudes like if you if it doesn't bother you about one it really shouldn't bother you about the other but that's also kind of like a thing where it seems like girls get away with that more than dudes do yes. like I think it would be it's interesting that he's queer but they're both in the but they're in like a heterosexual relationship and this is still an issue because if I dated a dude who was like yo I'm into dudes sometimes I would not expect him to feel a way about me being into dudes sometimes but see when she says queer that can mean a bunch of things so I don't really know what to, how but to, it's sexuality it just means your sexuality is not exactly straight right does it mean right. something but it doesn't hmm. I mean that that's not specific enough but either way yeah he's not straight so you would think <laughs> that he would be able to i mean regardless of his sexuality if you i mean if you had a fling or even a relationship with somebody and it ended amicably and you guys are cool or whatever someone who mm-hmm. this is less about sexuality and more about uh insecurities and control and it's about him feeling like you shouldn't be friends with someone who, you know, you once may have had feelings for or once were attracted to in a particular way. So it's more like this nigga is going... I don't even think it's about him taking you... I think it's about the fact that he knows that the two of you may have messed around a bit. Mm -hmm. And from like an egotistical standpoint, it's like, nah, you got to X this nigga out of my life. Much like the dumbass nigga who didn't want to date homegirl back then, but they fucked a few times and then she found a man. And then he was like, well, when you want to come 
fuck with a real nigga, holla at me. You remember that last like yeah. letter that we just did? Yeah. Say, but you're not a real nigga. Like you a real joke. <laughs> so I don't like what is it's all about like ego and men feeling yeah. like, you know, A, that their women should be virgins when they meet them and you know, oh, and Lord, then please. should only speak to them and be like Princess Love and be at the house making fucking Marie Calendar meals by the niggas at the strip club all night. Like women are just so dizzy that a man just being in the presence of somebody with a penis who happens to sweet talk us is just all it's gonna take for us to just cheat or leave you like nigga please like he's implying that you're a hoe and a <laughs> cheater he's showing you just how insecure he is about himself and your relationship and it's not much I can do with an insecure nigga and you sound like me talking about I'm cold and rude and people be like damn why saying. you gotta be like that sometimes you just gotta be like that especially when people are not when it's something that you have to just come out and be direct and say, you're not about to sit here and run my personal relationships or, you know, who I text or nothing like that. You and me have a relationship and that's totally separate from my friendships. And if you can't deal with that and the fact that that's true, then you need to get the hell on somewhere. I understand you don't feel like breaking up with him and you taught him how to eat your pussy. Right. I, I Believe me, I understand you put in the work and you don't want to just throw it away. But I, if I were you, I wouldn't be willing to deal with a nigga who's going to tell me who I can and can't be friends with. You can kiss my ass. And fuck all that being nice shit. Hurt his I encourage women, <laughs> you know, to hurt niggas' feelings and be hurt cold him. way more. Because I feel like they, like men like to take advantage of women who, um, who are very like honest and upfront and want to have a conversation and be like, this is how I feel. And, you know, so on and so on. I'm telling you from experience mm-hmm. and from having certain types of uh, lady friends who do this. <laughs> lady friends. Try it out. Hurt that nigga's feelings. Be completely apathetic. Just be like, my nigga, I don't even know what you tripping for. Like, yeah, the dick was good, but I'm with you or whatever now. So, like, you might as well just sit your ass down somewhere and stop fucking tripping. Like, <laughs> if you want me to go fuck Lawrence, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can just completely act. We could just be done. Like, right. are you good, my nigga? Do you need me to go get you something? Like, do you need a fucking pray? You need a Snickers, yeah. a Twix? Calm the fuck down and get out your goddamn feelings. Right. And then don't cook him nothing. <laughs> like, Curtis, feel like, I encourage you, like, they'll be like, because they're not used to that like the roles being reversed like that it's like a lot of people aren't used to women saying okay so listen I have a standard for how you're going to behave around me and if you can't act right I'm not gonna deal with you it's like nobody it's like that's foreign to people like how dare you cut a nigga off just cause he wouldn't get his shit together like girl cause I ain't got time for that bullshit y'all can run around and chase these do nothing ass play with your games and hard ass niggas if you want to I don't have time for it I'm not gonna be around a nigga who is not going to act at the bare minimum standard of decency that I have for people to act you just I'm not gonna waste my time so let's move on our next letter comes from Peter who says My friend and I are very concerned about another very close friend. She recently began dating an older man that she met via social media. Jesus. (laughs) We've met him twice and are the only two people of her friend group to have met him. Since we are such good friends, we found his Instagram and Snapchat accounts quickly and followed him. However, he did not accept our follow requests. (laughs) When she mentioned it, he accepted only one of us to his Snapchat and then the other one to his Instagram. His photos and snaps never include her and he didn't even follow us back. Together we've been <laughs> This is what the kids, this is what their lives are like. Together we went through his photos, followers, and the people he follows. <laughs> Jesus! 
and we're surprised to see that he follows literally every girl who goes to our university. Not only does he follow several of our classmates, but girls much younger than we are and even alumni who graduated before we got here. We reached out to one of those girls and she says she doesn't even really know him and that he reached out to her via social media saying that he wanted to take her out, which is the same thing he told a lot of the girls we know. Our issue is that we're concerned about her because their relationship has gotten super serious very quickly. We want to bring this stuff up to her, but don't know exactly how. What should we do? By the way, we love you guys. Hope you can help. I feel like I started tuning the whole thing out when they were talking about (laughs) not being followed back. So the thing is, like, this is very cute. And how uh, old are they? Well, I'm going to assume college. It has to be college. Why would it? This can't be high school. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, no, he said university. Okay, so yeah, this is college okay, age. Cool. All right, so you're not kids, so the advice <laughs> can change. Um, I think y'all are way too worried about what this nigga is doing on social media. Yeah. I think y'all are way too concerned with it because, yep. and this is why I am an advocate for not mentioning your man at all on the internet. I And you know what? Let's talk about it. I have been in whole ass relationships and have not tweeted once about that nigga have not put up one instagram post will not send one note or i will not do a goddamn thing on social media to acknowledge my boo's presence i do not do it when i was in college my friends used to think that i was lying about niggas because they (laughs) never met them (laughs) i would just come and be like this is what we're going through and you know this is who i'm dating and you know yeah yada 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 whatever and blah 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 Mm -hmm. and they would be like well when you gonna bring them around when i am sure that this nigga is not crazy when yeah. I'm certain that you are not going to destroy this motherfucker when I'm just you know it's just I I'm going to start a movement called my bay is my business because I feel like Come you know on, what at the end of the day none of you hoes need to know about anything that's going on you thing. don't need to follow you don't need to unfollow comment like favorite none of the shit that's going on I would really hope to find a nigga who's not on social media at all yes like if I can find a nigga Me that's too. good and nice and smart educated and all of those things and doesn't use Twitter Instagram or Facebook Maybe except to talk to his mama because you know people be talking to their mama and auntie <laughs> yeah, and shit on Facebook. They do. Then I am sold. But other than that, like, nah. I will be in a, I'll be getting ready to marry a nigga and people won't fucking know. Like, you been in a relationship? Yes. Yes, bitch. Well, why didn't you tell me? Because that's none of your business. Because it's not your business. It's not the internet's business. The internet doesn't need to know who I'm with. You don't need to know when we break up. You don't need to know when shit is great or when it's terrible. It's just none of y'all's business. Because worst, the worst part about it is that when you place your business and your relationship and all of those things. I mean, this sounds like it may be something, but I'll get to that. Mm -hmm. When you place all of that shit on social media, you are giving people the opportunity and basically the right to comment on your relationship. So if and when things go south, and they usually do, Mm -hmm. then you are also giving people the right and the opportunity to talk about that shit too. So don't be posting your your you know date nights and all of this <laughs> shit over boo and you know posting a nigga when he sleep and all that shit on Instagram and then when you break up with that motherfucker then you want everybody to shut up and mind their business and I ain't got nothing to do with you. Uh, let us but, have our privacy please. This is a very I just am going through a lot right now. I'm like okay, well, 
you are the one who invited us into the whole entirety of your relationship for the past six months. So are you surprised that niggas are all of a sudden asking where your man crush Monday is at? This is what happens when you put the nigga on the internet. People are going to ask you about him. That's why I just don't do it. But we got way off topic. Anyway. <laughs> from this. if I So if I were y'all, the fact that y'all really go through this man's following and who he follows. Yes, all like, of this oh Nancy Drew ass, Harriet the Spy ass shit. I don't understand all that. Like, Maybe that's just young people culture and that's just what the kids do now. I can't fathom doing that. So I'm the type of nigga who like you come to me and you tell me like you know, when my friends come and they say, oh, you know, I'm talking to such and such. They may introduce me. They may, um, you know, show me pictures and stuff like that. And I take whatever I'm taking from the conversation that you are giving me. And mm-hmm. when we are done, I am done. I don't take an opinion from that motherfucker home with me. I don't take, you know, like I don't go home and be looking at the pictures and looking at who they follow and looking where they're commenting and all of that stuff. And I understand that you're just trying to be a good friend. Yeah. But I leave people's, my friends' relationships to my friends. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not the type of person like I don't even want to be friends with your man nope. or your woman like nope. I don't need you don't need my number I don't need yours you don't need to follow me I don't need to follow you nope. like we don't have to be friends at all nope. because I'm my friend's friend and you are my friend's lover and that they just don't need because when y'all break up I'm breaking up with you I'm breaking up with you too you're not my friend anymore so let's not even start that shit we so don't we even, don't have we to can make, be friends when y'all are engaged the, we can be friends when y'all have are married and you've been together for so many years <laughs> and it is clear that the two of you have a strong relationship and even then I'm making it clear to you if you fuck up mm-hmm. and my friend decides to leave you or you leave them don't expect to hear from my motherfucking ass again <laughs> because that's not how this shit works it's not. so I'm not even giving you the opportunity to feel like you need to be friends with me or what we can be cool mm-hmm. we can hang out we can laugh we can all kick it we can all do all of that stuff but bitch I don't need to be your motherfucking a friend and you don't need to be mine yeah. and that's the end of that I wouldn't have followed y'all back either my girlfriend's friends what for what why no I wouldn't have followed y'all ass neither especially since he grown <laughs> if you are re- now see that's the thing when you say older man I don't know how much older you mean so if he's like 36 hitting on your 21 year old friend then I would be like listen like kind of say it casually like listen your man's mad old and he been like hitting up a whole bunch of girls on Twitter and Facebook saying if you look exact like Peter Bailey thing. and you are a sophomore <laughs> <laughs> you need to be like, you know what? Right. Something here in this milk, it's not particularly Say clean something. or fresh. And I feel like <laughs> that's where we should just start. Yes. But you know, like if he's like late 20s, early 30s or something like that. I mean, even early 30s, if y'all are like 20, 21. Yeah, I also don't know how old y'all are. I'm just assuming young because I've never seen anything so social media centric in my life. Because again, I'm about to be 28. And I couldn't see me dating, like, a 24-year-old, honestly. Because I just feel like I know my transition mentally, emotionally, physically since... For like the past four years, yeah. Like I just, oh I, god, I'm it's not, night and day. It's night and day. I I'm mentioning it to a real casual, like girl. I don't know about your man. You know, I noticed some shit. It just don't seem right. I'm just right. letting you know because I'm a good friend. And right. then leave it there. Don't and have like I have a it. social media report on why your man ain't shit. Don't we don't need all that. Especially because so many people and we always have questions for people who are talking about you know oh, my girlfriend has this nigga and he ain't shit or she's dating this girl and that bitch is awful or whatever yeah. and I just don't know how to get through to her. Don't. That's her goddamn business. Like, <laughs> let her figure it out. Let yeah. her, you know, suffer through it. 
pat her on the back when she wanted to pat her when you you know when she need a pat yeah. or whatever and that's it leave it alone and worry about you because you know there are plenty of people who will learn the hard way and that's the best way to learn amen all right good luck to you if you have a question send it to asktherita gmail.com and we'll be right back Y'all, this episode is being brought to you by Tristan Walker and the great people over at Bevel. Listen, if you have coarse, curly hair, sensitive skin, then this is the first and only shaving system for folks like you. So if your face been feeling and looking like Blackberry Cobbler these days, then I suggest that you go over to GetBevel.com and get you a piece of this. Up to 80% of black men and women struggle with razor bumps. They're awful. Bevel uses a single blade that cuts right above the skin with less irritation. The package is beautiful. It looks like something that a secret spy or somebody would use in like Shield or mm-hmm. B613. And it's fantastic. So definitely get it up in there. Go to getbevel.com and get you a piece of what they're offering. Yeah, guys, like we've said so many times before, the holiday season is coming up and Bevel looks amazing. The packaging is totally gorgeous and it makes a great gift for that guy in your life. So again, head over to getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com and use code the read for 20% off your first month. It's time to shave smarter and sexier with Bevel and the Reed. And now let's finish the show. All right, so it's time for the read now. It is. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? You can go. Okay, so mm, how do I say this? A lot of people have been really dumb. Um, Well, that's nothing new. But since these terrorist attacks happened in Paris a few days ago, there's been a lot of stupid shit said. As usual with tragedy. And I think the one thing that I'm going to focus, I'm not going to get into how awful it is that this happened and all that, because we, I feel like that's a given. Like, y'all already know yeah. that my heart is broken over stuff like this. I can't even really deal with the news right? because it's just too much. <sighs> However, I've seen this sentiment repeated so many times on social media that I just feel like it needs to be addressed because it's coming from a good place, but you sound dumb. And the Huffington Post even included it in an article that they published today saying a reminder that a Syrian migrant son gave us the iPhone. Now, if you don't know why that's significant, it's because there are several governors around the country who want the president to not allow Syrian refugees who are fleeing the absolute hell and turmoil in their country to come to America because these people are bigoted and um. And so the Huffington Post is saying, you know, don't be rude. Don't be xenophobic. You have to remember that a Syrian immigrant son is the reason that you have your iPhone today. I see what you're trying to say. Like, oh, don't be, you know, an asshole or don't be a bigoted ass bitch. However, Syrians don't have to give us the iPhone in order to deserve peace and a safe place to live and water and food and medication and to get away from like being bombed and attacked 24 seven girl. That's so dumb. It doesn't, they're not worthy because they created the iPhone. Just like black people aren't worthy of being treated with respect and decency because we're everything. And George Washington Carver used the peanut to build like planes and Ben Carson used to be brilliant. That's not why we deserve it. We deserve it because we're people, because we're human fucking beings. And it doesn't really matter if we're great or if we're shitty. Everybody deserves basic human respect. Like they just do that. And that should be worldwide. But that's something y'all don't understand unless 
the victim looks like you. That's how Nigeria Ooh. can be bombed twice in 24 hours and you barely see anything about it. But let some shit happen in Paris or London or Rome and I guarantee you it's all over the international news for days and Facebook got y'all changing y'all profile pictures and they send in donations because a dog was killed during a raid. And don't get me wrong, that's heartbreaking that a dog was killed during a police raid in Paris. However, y'all are sending in donations and je suis chien and all this other. You're doing a lot right now behind a dog when people in Africa and Syria are literally dying, like being bombed, shot, killed. And it's just like there's no reaction. It's, it's honestly like y'all can identify more with a dog, like you assign more value to a dog's life than you do to people who happen to be a different skin color than you are. And it's I make just... Out with them. It's fucking baffling. So please do not say dumb shit like, oh, well, remember that the Syrians gave us the iPhone. Like, oh, well, that's a reason to let them into the country. No, you let them into the country because they're fleeing like absolutely horrible conditions at home and everybody deserves a chance to be safe. Now, in that same vein, Elizabeth Hasselbeck's dumbass. Jesus, what now? I can't believe that I long for the days that Elizabeth Hasselbeck was the dumbest person on The View because it's like since she left, Whoopi tried to step up and then Raven came in and just decided to knock it all the way out the park. But she was on Fox and Friends. Of course. (laughs) And said that President Obama needs to listen to the people about this whole thing and not let the uh, refugees in. And even though we're being bigots, we're doing it with good nature and the love in our hearts and but that's just not the what a strong bigot. desire to, you know, persevere. And But that's... Uh, oh, is it? Is that like the complete opposite of bigotry? good nature? <laughs> Elizabeth, bitch. I'm trying to see if I can... Uh, pull up like the exact quote because it was extraordinarily stupid but there's Listen no such to the thing people is a fool there's no such thing as a good natured bigotry like there's no such thing as oh we don't want to let y'all in our country but you know <laughs> we're doing it with the love of christ like, that's not how that works it's not like oh well we're just not letting y'all in because we don't want you to be able to go on vacation these people are trying to live and do you understand this is just now an issue in america because america is just now having to care this has been going on for a long ass time. Of These course. People, and this is largely America's fault, which you also don't want to believe. Like Americans think that anything we do is justified and anything that happens to us is utterly undeserved when it could not be further from the truth. And the fact that this bitch is like, oh, well. You know, I know these people are refugees and just trying to, you know, have a decent life or a life at all and just not, you know, live in rubble and constant war. She says, oh, well, this is our good hearted nature. And even though we're not letting through, even though we're not going to let people through, it's like you can't say that you're opposed to the president's plan because you're a bigot if you decide to classify these people because they're Syrian and not let them in. That is the stupid the you know, thing, but you're but you're literally being a bigot by saying because you're Syrian you can't come in because I promise you if somebody was bombing the whole entire fuck out of Paris or Sydney or London it would not be oh no don't let the Londoners come over here you know oh no don't let these people who are fighting for their lives have a safe place to live it would not be none of that shit you're scared of those people because they're brown because they come from a country that you can't really pick out on the map and it's over there and like a Middle Eastern kind of ish you don't really know but it's scary you don't even know and 9-11 and Muslims so no like y'all are just and it's like this 
it, it it's funny because it's stupid, but it's also sad because y'all are in positions to make these decisions. Exactly. It's sad because you're Elizabeth Hasselbeck and you have access to millions of people across America via the television. It's sad because these are governors of states and they are writing the president saying, do not let the 10,000 Syrian refugees come over. Like, it's y'all's decision. It's not. If they come in, they come in and you'll get the fuck over it. Like, the fact that y'all are this fucking like tied to your evil ass xenophobic racist ass beliefs it's just crazy to me and the fact that you know good and damn well if the refugees were white you wouldn't feel that way is all you need to know that you don't to know that you're racist and just like we said earlier like that young man where you know his daddy was like i mean i understand all the shit you're saying about white privilege but i still don't give a fuck and he stood up in his racism you hoes gonna have to do the exact same thing because you know it's real and it's like why can't you see humanity in anybody who doesn't look like you? Why can't you? Why is it just so? I don't get it. Is it is it impossible for you to to think about Syrians and think of them in the same context as your own home and life? Is it impossible for you to think of Muslims as being people like you are? It's like some of y'all in these flyover states, y'all hear the word Muslim and you think automatically that this person is coming to kill you. Like it does. You don't associate it with religion. You associate it with terror because you're ignorant. Exactly. It's just like I ignorant. said in Charlotte, like you will be so quick to label any Muslim person as a terrorist or assume that they're, you know, they have terroristic ties or or ideals or whatever because of who they are or what they Mm -hmm. look like when white people are the leading cause of terrorism here. Right, domestic terrorism. But you don't classify it as terrorism unless it's a Muslim person. Right, exactly. And the American media is part of that. And Elizabeth Hasselbeck's dumb bitch ass on Fox and Friends is part of that. You are perpetuating this idea that brown people and Muslims are the terrorists when if the rest of us walked around looking scared every time a Timothy McVeigh looking nigga popped up, we would never get anything done. If we went around acting towards white people the way y'all act towards Muslims when you see a woman in a hijab the, if we acted the way y'all do please this country would fucking collapse y'all How, the scary ones uh, however we're able to look at a crazy white man shooting up a school a crazy white man shooting up a movie theater a crazy white man blowing up a federal building and say huh those are three individual crazy white men but you can't look at ISIS and say hmm those are some people who are maybe not operating on the rational side of life it's like you you just decide all of those people anybody who looks like that is automatically bad just fuck y'all just fuck all of it fuck y'all I feel like the internet should have um it should have a feature like on all social media and websites like before when you click post there should be a message that pops up that says okay before we post this <laughs> think about it is it stupid mm. have you thought about human life here have you considered human decency is this something that would upset you if they said if it was said about you right yes or no and then if you click yes it'll post if you click no then it'd be like didn't think so bitch and then it won't post like i feel like there should be something there should be like a filter that pops up and just asks users if they about to say some dumb shit before they post it because more people would then probably think be like hmm yeah, maybe this is fucked up. But the problem is most people don't. People I have not to get used up. to <laughs> I have to get used to the fact that like 
people aren't going to think the way that I think. People aren't. There are people who know all of the things that we're saying, who understand the perspectives of people who are crying racism, misogyny, xenophobia, transphobia, homophobia. They get it. They completely know what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but they don't care. And they just want to be evil. And evil just exists. Yin yang, I guess, girl. Whatever. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, that's my read. Fuck all y'all for being dumb about Syria. Thanks. So... This week, I just want to discuss something. I asked um, loads of you kids at home to, I don't know if you saw this or not, but if you, you know, if you're below the age of, I want to say 17, maybe, um, pull out a numbers pencil, grab uh, some college-ruled paper, a composition book, whatever you can write on, and follow me where I'm about to go. Now, an iconic, legendary artist by the name of Missy Elliott released her new song and video WTF Where Are They From featuring and produced by Pharrell Williams um, this past week I think or last week if you know anything about me you know that I stand openly and very passionately for Missy Elliott I have since like for as long as I can remember she's one of my favorite entertainers artists musicians in the entire world Now, one of the things that I noticed, I don't know why the fuck I looked at comments on YouTube and Twitter and things related to this, but I guess I just assumed in my dumbass mind that, you know, we were kind of on the same page as music fans as to what this is and whatnot. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should like the song or love the video or whatever, but I saw way too many of you young stands comparing... Missy Elliott to Nicki Minaj. What? Comparing Missy Elliott to Nicki Minaj. Now, here's the thing. I want to preface this by saying Nicki Minaj is, you know, legendary in her own little right. You know, she has done. There's no way that you can take away what she has accomplished in her career in Mm -hmm. these past uh, six, seven years or whatever. You know, she has done excellent things. She has surpassed you know, loads of of rappers in many accounts. You know, she's doing great things. I'm no hater. It is what it is. However, if you are going to compare her to anybody, you save that for the Tinks, Snow the Product, (laughs) Iggy Azalea, um, Why would you do this? You 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 save those conversations for these newer women. Now, see, the problem that I have with young people, like 16-year-olds, all you little kids who are probably in homeroom first or third period by this time, the issue that I have with this generation of fans, it has nothing to do with Nicki Minaj. It has everything to do with the way that y'all behave. Every single time a new artist comes out, you instantly have to compare them to someone else. Like, you always have to say, oh, well, you know, Nicki Minaj does this, or she'll never be Nicki. Drown, bitch. Kill yourself. Like, what the fuck? What is wrong? Do your mama know that you talk like this on the internet? What the fuck is wrong with you bitches? First of all, let's get one thing very clear. Nicki Minaj came into the rap scene when there it was dead. Yeah. Female rap mm-hmm. was dead dead. Remy Ma was in jail or about to go to jail. Lil' yep. Kim had completely that all of that, you know, good talent, you know, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I feel like the only person who was, like, sort of kind out of the time was, like, Lil Mama or somebody. Like, dude, like, I remember because I've always been a hip-hop fan and I've loved so many female rappers. I love female rappers. Um... But I remember when she came in, she filled a huge void and she did it really well to me at first, you know, with her mixtapes and all of this shit, her long ass fucking fingernails and mm-hmm. all of these hood DVDs. So it was like, oh, finally, we get someone with some talent who can actually rap and she's cute and pretty like she may go somewhere. And ever since then, not to say that y'all weren't doing it at the time, every single time another woman in rap would poke her head out and be like oh you know I'm trying to do this too and be like bitch you ain't a community you'll sit your motherfucking ass down somewhere even whether they were good or not they would instantly be compared to Nikki Nikki has made her her own lane at this point she has made it clear that she does her thing Mm -hmm. and I don't understand if you're going to compare people fine but who you will not (laughs) compare her to is Missy Elliott let me take you on a trip oh lord Missy Elliott Missy Elliott boomed onto the music scene Mm. in the early 90s. Yes, take us back. Okay. I believe that her debut solo album, Super Duper Fly, was 96 or 97 or so. We're talking about the Biggie Tupac era when they had just passed. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was a time in music where even in just rap alone, there were not one, two, or three women rapping. There were tons of bitches who were out here doing it. You had Kim, you had Foxy, you had Trina, you had Eve, you had Light, you had Yo-Yo. You had (laughs) so many women who were rapping. Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Bitch, did you even know that Angie Martinez rapped? Everybody. The Brat. All of these women were rapping and were successful at the same time. Keep in mind, a lot of these hoes didn't even like each other at the time. But you want to know who they did like? Missy Elliot mm. and Missy not only showed them love, they showed love right back. They were jumping for joy to work with Missy Elliot. Mm-hmm. And your your girl that you stand out for right now is a product of those women. She's a product of Kim. And there's no way that you, I mean, I'm not choosing sides. I don't choose sides. I choose facts. And the fact of the matter is that Nicki Minaj took elements of plenty of other rappers, made it work for herself, and created an empire. And that is to be applauded. But you ain't going to compare her to somebody that male and female rappers were dying to work with. Missy Elliott was a rapper who was like, you know what? It's just I'm I'm friends with this nigga, Tim, who we grew up in the same neighborhood and stuff. He does his like beat thing. Timbaland, who produces music for everybody, who has made hits for Beyonce, who did all of Justin Timberlake's goddamn hits. Mm -hmm. You listen. Y'all done pissed me off because what you won't do is ever in your life try Missy the misdemeanor whole entire Elliot. Not on my goddamn watch. Not on my watch. Not only did Missy Elliot produce and, and create six platinum solo albums for herself, not only did she create impeccable features for other artists. She also wrote and produced music for Aaliyah, Jodeci, Mariah Carey, (laughs) SWV, Total, Nas, Destiny's Child, NSYNC, 
Trina, Mary J. Blige, Sierra, Monica, Janet the Jackson, Whitney, The Voice, Houston, and Beyonce solo on her own ass, Knowles. While you girls are celebrating in the 2015 this collaboration that Nikki is doing with Beyonce, and I have already admitted that I see it, Mm -hmm. I am a fan of it, I like their kinship, I'm all about it. Missy Elliott has several Beyonce collaborations underneath her belt. Signs on Dangerously in Love. That's right. Crazy Feelings. Bootylicious remix and nothing out there for me. Don't forget nothing out there for me. Missy was caught while Beyonce was laid up with Jay Z. She was calling this bitch on nothing out there for me, (laughs) talking about, look, bitch, you going or what? (laughs) No, y'all go ahead. I'm going to stay here with my man. Ain't nothing out there for me. Don't let him spoil your high. Come out and have a nice time. Is you sure about that? Girl, I do not get high. (laughs) And with him, I'm spending all my time. I am laying up with my dick on tonight. She said, okay, bitch, well, I'm going to go out. Like, you will listen. (laughs) Do it. When Katy Perry performed at the Super Bowl, was that this year? (laughs) Whenever. She performed at the Super Bowl. They were like, okay, girl, that's cute. Your hair is purple and you're riding the lion or whatever. (laughs) Okay, great. And they was looking. They were at the fucking Super Bowl looking at each other like, girl, what you doing after this? Oh, she brought Missy out. And then... Missy Elliott ascended onto the stage and they played that lose control beat and everybody lost their guy. How is this bitch your guest and she stole the show? How is she your guest? And the next day everybody's talking about that to the point where all of her singles skyrocketed on iTunes the next day. Bitch, what you won't do is disrespect Melissa. I won't have it. I'm not doing it. Not when she's got five Grammys. Not when she's got five Billboard Awards and five motherfucking VMAs and all her goddamn albums are platinum. Bitch, you won't deal with Missy Elliott. Mm -hmm. What you will do is respect Missy Elliott. Not when she introduced us to the likes of Jasmine Sullivan and Sweet and had bitches like Lil Mo and fucking Mary J. Blige singing hooks for her and giving you fucking R&B. Not when she sings, raps, and cadence and will show the fuck out on a stage today, yesterday, mm-hmm. a few years ago, and a few years from now. Mm-hmm. What you won't do is compare her to anybody because much like your fave, she has not only created a lane and an empire for her, she has created a lane and an empire that men, women, and rap, hip-hop, R&B, pop, country, gospel, she wrote for Durant, she wrote for Karen Clark Shear. <laughs> Bitch, what are you talking about? She had the Clark sisters on her goddamn album. What are you talking about? People from all walks of life, all race, all backgrounds and ethnicities and all parts of the fucking world and planet the UFOs flying over Orange County playing get your freak on bitch you won't try Melissa Arnett on my goddamn time bitch what you will do is write this shit down jot it down bitch and get your ass on over to Vivo get your ass on down to iTunes I suggest the real world you can start with Super Duper Fly and go in order if you want to you can go right over to Super Duper Fly you can go to the real world you can go to under construction you can do this is not a test the cookbook, bitch. I don't care what you do, but you won't try Missy, especially when she shows love to 
everybody. The people who came before her and the bitches who came after. You won't try, Missy. Don't compare her to nobody. If you want to play that thick-ass game and pretend that there's only one person who can come out in each genre at a time, then that's fine. But I want to remind you of one smooth fact. In a smooth 10 years when Nicki Minaj has phased out and there is another rap girl who has seen what she did and who applies that to her career and she pops and you have to explain to all of them bitches why Nicki Minaj set a lane or opened up doors for all of these bitches and, you, and they don't get it because all they're doing is, is playing with their futuristic trapper keepers and now trying to hear you you'll remember this goddamn day bitch you won't try Missy Elliott bitch because she's nobody's female rap she's a musical icon and legend bow down and know her that's your homework bitch know her and I want you to report back to my ass next week and let me know which fucking video oh we didn't even talk about the The goddamn videos Missy Elliott has never ever in her life played with a video you're talking about the areas of access granted and making the video when bitches would set a time and a date to sit in front of the fucking TV and figure out how she did this shit you won't try Missy you better save that shit from one of these newfangled bitches who are doing ciphers and just hoping that somebody's listening to it don't do it (laughs) not with Missy bitch now you should be begging and pleading for your fave to do a Missy collaboration because it would be legendary. She does the girl's favors. Right. Know her. Don't disrespect her because I will promptly <laughs> and swiftly get your ass together and I will dry that moisture behind your young adolescent ass ears, bitch. Ooh. Know her. Ooh. Get into an album and get life. But those motherfucking 90s records sounded like they just came out today, bitch. Mm-hmm. Ahead of her time. Yep. Don't try it. This is back when Sierra was popping. You young kids don't know shit about that. And that was Missy. What? Missy, please. I didn't even name all of the people that the she Lose has. The Lose Control video? Nigga. Man. Nigga. Listen, Missy had videos where bitches who, with celebrities who were popping at the time. Remember Get Your Freak On? Yes. Where they, just, it, Method Man and Red Man and Kim and, and fucking uh, uh, Mary and LL Cool J. And they were just in the video to be just there. Just cool. Just there. Just because, you know, she Missy's She made some little shit. white girl famous. Yes. <laughs> that, that little dancing white ass girl. white girl from the Work It video. Yes. She was on Mike's Super Short Show, too. She went from that shit to be all over the fucking Disney Channel and have movies and yeah. videos and sponsorships and all of that shit. And off still of the strength today. of working with Missy. Yep. Do you know why? Because Missy looked, Missy was confident enough in her craft and her ability to make great music and make great art that she wasn't worried what the next bitch was doing. Right. She looked at other people in rap and R&B. She said, your voice is amazing. Your raps are fantastic. You can dance your motherfucking ass off. You can sing like shit. Do you want to work with me? Because I've got this little old platform or whatever, girl, and I feel like we could probably do some cute shit together. She's never turned up her nose at anybody. So what you won't do, bitch, is her. try her and try and compare these new hoes who are just <laughs> praying that they may have another album out that you'll listen to tomorrow or the next day or whatever. You're not con- com- gonna compare them to Missy, who has countless mm-hmm. platinum albums underneath her goddamn belt and the Grammys to prove them. Oh, we didn't even talk about fucking Lady Marmalade with Christina Aguilera <gasps> and Pink and, and fucking Kim. And she was like, bitch, you, you look... 
And when Christina Aguilar sang her little white ass off on that side, I said, all right, Missy. All right. All right. You got Maya coming in. All right, girl. I she see. got a Grammy just for, but she didn't even say nothing but two lines in that motherfucker and Ladies Night. Call out everybody's just, name. Christina. Mm. Maya. Look him. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Missy is it. Because you ain't going to use her to just be singing hooks. <laughs> what, she look like a patty pie or something? <laughs> oh, what a night. Whoa. You should be, you should be like Missy. I still know the choreography. Still, Don't fuck with Missy Elliott. Find somebody else to play with, bitch, because I'm not having it. That's my read. Hi, Missy. Hi, Missy. Anyway, <sighs> shout out to Missy Elliott for being the dopest, the best. There's just, there's she no She acts. She, she's it. She's funny. My God. And she had rappers on her songs when rap was like way more misogynistic than it is now. <laughs> had big name niggas on her shit. Working with Jay-Z and Ludacris. Actually on remixes of the same song. This bitch had Jay-Z on a song of Talk About One Minute Man. My nigga, are you fucking kidding? Like, Missy is... Find one of these hoes that could get Jay-Z to come to anything these days. Girl, bye. Good night. Are what? you fucking And that was when Jay-Z me? was like way more popping in the industry than he is now. Like he's definitely a mogul now, but he was like he putting was out records lit. then. Yes, he yeah. was the shit. He was like blueprinting his ass off back then. Like, please. And Missy was a big girl. Yeah, and she was big. And she was big. And With niggas finger still, waves. And you could not talk about her. Niggas would fuck you up behind Missy. Why? Because her art That's spoke it. for That's itself. It. That's it. Shut your ass up, bitch. And don't you ever in your goddamn life disrespect Missy the misdemeanor goddamn Elliot, bitch. I will beat your ass. All right. So that wraps up this episode of The Read. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is The Read. And check out our website, thisistheread.com, where you can see a link to every episode and bios and upcoming events and all other kinds of fun things. What's going on with you this week, Kiki? Um, nothing, you know, just not eating garlic or onions. Um, Damn. shout out to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina for yes, coming out. Yes, thank you, Charlotte. Um, DC, we'll be seeing you for our last 2015 show on December 5th, I believe. Something like that. So see you then. And I feel like that's about it for me. Okay, well, is it an acronym this week or not? No, I just want to remind you again to know <laughs> Missy Elliott and shut your motherfucking ass up. That's <laughs> it. Y'all are the problem now. Okay. Y'all are exactly the problem now. Woo. More than one person can be successful at the same time. I can love Beyonce and Janelle Monet and Brandy and Adele and a whole bunch of bitches at the same time. Just like I can like Nikki and Trina and Missy. Girl, get a life and grow the fuck up. All right, we'll see y'all next week. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. 
Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. So if you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. As for me, I'm very qualified to help y'all learn how to maybe start journaling every day to get your thoughts out and improve your mental health or... I could teach you how to get on the nerves of every man in a five-mile radius. I'm an expert at that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and then tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content that your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. It's up to you. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash R-E-A-D. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. <laughs> 